the old wet hard. <laughs> it's quite amazing. Ask not what your cosplays can do for you. What's up? Welcome to the Haas Boys. My name is Parker. On my right, I have Max. Hello. On my left, I have Michael. Hey. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Mike has his hair pulled back. Yeah, uh, I do. Which we've never seen. I'm trying to channel Lewis on this one. It's working. Oh, dude, thank you. You got a nice neck, man. I've been trying to work it for all of the G's that I pull on my commute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen the the Instagram post of Lewis and LeBron? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like he posted it recently. It seems like every time Lewis poses with another celebrity, they're like hugging him. But like, he's he just smaller. this. He puts his hands in <laughs> right in front Wait, of him, what? and he becomes yeah. smaller. He's a yeah. cute little driver. <laughs> I'm like you're you're like a world famous seven time champion. Like, but he is a jockey. Stand with some stature. Yeah, no. Just, well, there's not much stature when you're just Lewis Hamilton and you're five nothing and you standing next to LeBron next to LeBron. James. Yeah, that's uh, that's difficult. That's anyway, funny. I that's, do think that like all the goat pictures of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and everything. It's like, yeah, but here's tiny Lewis because he is a small dude, but he's the third tallest. I was gonna say in his mind, he thinks he's just as tall as LeBron. <laughs> that's my favorite. He's third tallest. It's okay. referring back to. I that's what he did in that competition. And he did it, it unironically. Was, I, I mean, in yeah. There but was, maybe there wasn't was. a follow-up interview, but we know. <laughs> we know. Who's not out there asking the hard questions? Martin Brundle. <laughs> you had to go up to him and just say, hey, so... Martin would be <laughs> a killer host of Grill the Grid, though. He would just roast them for their mm. answers. For anybody that's new to the podcast, we are basically just a huge Martin Brundle fan club. <laughs> we are. And it all began with that stallion, Megan. <laughs> it really Megan did. Megan the stallion. Megan the feedback beautiful, stallion. Beautiful coat of hair. Ugh. Yes. Man, does she eat Iams? What? <laughs> it's either Iams, Purina, or Hill's science diet. Yeah, if you're boutique you go into like the the blue buffalo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But a lot of people, they stick to this, this lakes and waters that they're <laughs> the used to. The lakes and rivers. Well, they don't whatever go she's doing, it's working for her. Uh, guys, to start out, we got a question coming in from Cade Vines. Okay. Okay. From Texas. Oh. This is his second question, and the first one was great, and this one's also great. <laughs> All right. Here it comes. Way to go. <clears throat> So it seems you got, I wish I could do his voice. I just can't. So it seems like you guys are mildly. <laughs> I like the, I, yeah, because we've talked with Kate a lot. Yeah, we know his voice. Is, Parker's really disappointed he can't yeah. imitate him. I, but I just don't want to try because I just don't want to offend him. Yeah. Um, but I totally could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it seems like you guys are mildly familiar with the Lord of the Rings. Mm. As I've heard a few references thrown in a few episodes mm -hmm. we do okay you're right so far i've sourowned a couple frodo's and shires in my time you're a wizard gandalf that's right classic <laughs> oh, no. my question is this is coming from kate this isn't my question oh okay what characters are the drivers on the grid mm. and maybe some team principals mm. for me horner is either sauron or saruman <laughs> thanks for the time Let's go, us! Oh, that's good ending. Yeah, that's um, good ending. So this is going to bring out some biases in us. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, long held. Obviously, biases we've been trying to hide. Kate doesn't like Christian. 
unless yeah. Cade wanted Sauron to win the whole time. Yeah, he he could be wanting Sauron to win. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's assume that's not the case. Though. Okay, so he doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, let's put let's put Christian in the, in the bad guy territory. So for show, him, show I mean, us your true colors here, Mike. If Sauron, if he was trying to get the ring back. He already had a couple rings that he had given out to all like the leaders of the That's elves true. and the dwarves. Yeah. He was going for that last ring. You know? Yeah. Lewis was going for that last ring. <laughs> Toto. <gasps> no. Yeah, so what is Toto Sauron and is Lewis Sauron Wraith? Or like a I think Lewis is Sauron and Toto and is the, Saruman and for the, helping him. And the pit crew is the ring wraiths. Yeah. <laughs> More like orcs. They come into pits. More like orcs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, I think that that's probably accurate. Here's the dilemma, but is Alonzo Aragorn? Is he kind of like Return of the King's status? I feel like he's like Gimli. Because I was gonna... He's more of a Gimli to me. Because Aragorn is like, he's like at his heart, he's like out to help the world build people. He's like heart of gold. And Alonzo is more of a troll. Vettel is probably Vettel, Return of the Alon- King. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Okay, so Legolas. Charles Leclerc. Yeah, because he looks exactly like Orlando Bloom. They kind of Mm. will say that, yeah. No, they look identical. I feel like if Charles was in a snowy field, he might float on top of powder like Legolas does. Because his heart is so light. Yeah, he's just just an elf. I mean, Charles Leclerc is basically Will Byer from Stranger Things. (laughs) He is. We've discovered that. I don't know if you guys know this. Listener Kevin sent that in. Yeah, this is... listener Kevin. (laughs) This is, uh, we're busting that open. We are speculating that his, his off-season antics for Charles. Yeah. Shooting okay. Stranger so Things. Alonzo is like Hagrid. Hagrid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's like a Hagrid, yeah. Dumbledore mashup. Yeah. That's in Lord of the Rings, is right? Is he the king yeah. of like Kingdom of Rohan? Like he knows that he's going down with that ship. Oh, oh the steward of Rohan? Mm, yeah. That's great. I like that. Kind of a little pessimistic. Uh-huh. Okay. You okay. Know? Yeah. We already know that, that Gunter is Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Their <laughs> mannerisms are so similar. <laughs> Get over here with that ring, Frodo. <laughs> so, so, please don't again. Toss it into the fire. Destroy hey, it. Hey, Mick, toss that ring in the fire. The <laughs> Sildor, no. I can't, Pa. <laughs> The ring's taking me, Pa. <laughs> I love that part in Lord of the Rings. Um, let's see. I haven't. I haven't opined yet. Although Legolas, for sure, Charles Leclerc. Right. Like, that's pretty straight across. Okay, we got a Frodo and a Sam. Obviously, Sam. One, two, three. Valtteri, Valtteri Bottas. Oh. Yeah, I really was going there. <laughs> and uh, and then Frodo. Who's the hero? Who's the hero of F1? Let's be honest. Is it Daniel? Is it Danny Ricardo? Who's it, the hero? It might be, but I think that it might be up for debate. Maybe it's Lando because he's kind of a Frodo to me. Yeah, but right he's now. not like he's not like a hard Lando's type like of guy. a Marrier Pippin. Have you seen him yeah. try to eat any food? <laughs> I've never it's seen. It's weird because the those hobbits have appetites for anything, and Lando is picky yeah. about his food. Yeah, he's a little but bit of a lightweight. I think it fits. I think it fits for Marrier Pippin. Yeah, for yeah. Lando. Okay, and maybe Daniel you, is the other one. Maybe yeah. Lando and Daniel are Mary and Pippin. I do think so. Daniel's Pippin. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some minor victories, but they're not the overall winner. They're not champions right, right now. Right, right. So who's the hero? Well, Kevin Magnuson. 
Yeah. It's K-Mag to me. But K-Mag also doubles for me as being... Casper uh, the Friendly Ghost. What's with the freaking <laughs> dude? What's Gimli? Yeah. I just, for some reason, uh, I see this Viking man of him yeah. that doesn't want to be asked to be thrown. Yes. He doesn't want to ask to be thrown, but he will fight with a friend. We've kind of established all of the great hearted characters in the, the fellowship. Rings. Yeah. Our Max hasn't been identified a character yet. And we've mm. already identified Lewis as an evil character. Is Max <laughs> just another evil character? Yeah. Is he like a golem? Or a Boromir. He's like chaotic neutral. He's not evil, but he's not also Boromir? not lovable. I kind of like Boromir. Oh yeah. Because he's kind of like, <laughs> if Max wins the title this year, he's for sure Boromir. Because, yeah. it, the, it, because I feel like, although we were all cheering for him last year, mm. at this point, it's kind of like, all right, we're ready for another one. Well, they're, you they're know? telling Sergio to not win races, so right. Max can get points. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Very reminiscent of him trying to take that ring from Frodo. <laughs> There's just a new Sauron in town. Give me the ring, Frodo. <laughs> Be that ring, Frodo. <laughs> is is Lewis? Don't make me come over there. Is Lewis Voldemort's <laughs> coming, and we need to kill him with the ring? I think that's an episode, right? Yeah, that's in episode three. <laughs> Maybe Lewis is Bilbo. But hear me out. Oh, we haven't even talked about Bilbo. Because Lewis has had the ring of power. That's oh. helmet. That's Kimmy. <laughs> oh, it's Kimmy! <laughs> An old champion that retired. I'd like to see it one last kind of, time. Kind of grouchy. Didn't like people coming to help him with the party. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's my 111th birthday. And just wanted to disappear. <laughs> and I'm still an F1 driver. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy cow. I feel like we just really ran the gamut. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. That was a great question from Cade. And... Yuki's Gollum. So you're, <laughs> you're a driver, week. Harry. Believe me, you're a driver, Harry. <laughs> you can't audibly hear the disappointment in my face right now. Coming up this week, we've got Azerbaijan Yow. on the schedule. Another super cool street circuit. Uh, what kind of stuff can we expect from Azerbaijan this week, Mike? I personally feel like Azerbaijan has moved into the category of kind of the great street race on the calendar, actually. No kidding. Watch it out, Monaco. Kind Watch of, out, Miami. It's kind of become the new Monaco. Now, does it have the flair and the same opportunity? Not really. But the race is always great. There's like a castle, right? Yeah, So, and that's like one of the older parts of town that they race through, and the streets get really narrow. Ooh, cool. Fun. And so that's where it gets technical and turns into Monaco for a second. Uh-huh. But then there's a couple of really big DRS zones, a lot of Fun. really big opportunities to pass. Fun. And in years past, we've seen a lot of drama just clashing into those corners, some drivers locking up and hitting barriers. Yeah. Last year, there was a number of drivers that were all piling it into the fence on a That was the race line. last year where the tires just would explode, right? Yeah. Stroll so in Verstappen. Both of them had the same tire failure. Yeah. And I think that that's actually a great indicator. So, Max, basically, what do you remember from that race? I mean, that, I feel like last year's race was probably one of the best races of the season. Yeah, what an awesome race. Yeah, and it was great because it had that shock ending. Right. That surprise ending that they had written, I guess, for the race. Break, <laughs> break magic, yeah, if yeah, you can remember that term from last year. Lewis just shockingly just going straight watching him just go straight off of the track. <laughs> I think we watched it together, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, and it was just shocking to see because normally he's just dialed in. Obviously, it wasn't his fault. 
No, but he like had um, this. Well, it was because he was supposed to flip the switch <laughs> for break magic off. But yeah, to see that last whatever what three laps or two laps where he just went off and then changed the whole order. Right, it's always fun when that happens. So yeah, definitely a memorable race. It would be great to have another memorable race this this week and such a different podium than we're used to seeing as yeah. well that was aston martin's first podium as a team in formula one. Oh, that was fun yeah um sergio perez won the race last year and and, pierre, and pierre oh and pierre gasly podium was the last podium good gracious wow. that was an awesome finish it's so crazy to look at the standings for a race from last year and just see it's so different we've got a red bull then an aston martin then an alpha towery towery yeah was then a it? Ferrari, then a McLaren, then an Alpine. Was it earlier in the season last year, or is it kind of the same? same oh, almost the exact same okay. to the week, same timeline. The same day. But something June that's 3rd. interesting is that I felt like this race did put into perspective just how crazy the fight was going to be between Lewis and Max, and that because Lewis had a mistake and because Max had a tire failure, the championship wasn't off the table at this point. Had Lewis won that race, we would have been looking at a different Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And so this was kind of one of those pivot door hinge swing moments last year where they both had failures mm. in such a pivotal race for both of them. Um, but again, like turning out a result where it's such an unexpected winner for Sergio, like ah, it was such a good race. But also because of the circuit's so technical throughout the weekend and now that we have these budget cap restrictions good thing to keep in mind is that people crash in mm. practice they crash in qualifying yeah so fingers crossed that we can get through this weekend mick i'm talking to you yeah <laughs> no no walls we're not calling this weekend any, we're not calling any positions right now because last week last time we <laughs> we botched it yeah <laughs> we have been right in the past though we have mm -hmm. how long has f1 been racing in it's baku as well right yes. that's also the other name yeah so Azerbaijan has been on the calendar since 2017. Fairly recent. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, and it's something that, like, since it started, I think a lot of people were kind of like, what is this race going to be? Because if you mm. look at the layout, if you just get a shot of the map, mm -hmm. it does look like one end of the racetrack is just a rectangle. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why would this be interesting to watch? Yeah. yeah. But because of all the technical corners and things that do exist in the track where it gets narrower... It still is just great racing. Mm. And again, this year's car has proven to just give us a great race each week. Yeah. And even Monaco, despite the disadvantages of the track being narrow, mm -hmm. man, they finished nose to tail one through four. And so I think with a track like this, where there's tons of passing zone opportunities, mm -hmm. we're going to have a really interesting race. So it's kind of like a, yeah, a combination of that Monaco tightness with some passing yeah with like a yeah. typical circuit so there's drs zones and plenty of width to be able to like execute that. yeah so gonna be a good one it'd be a fun race to see live yeah for sure sorry i was just looking up something else and then you're just looking up which lord of the rings character am i it has so i just finished a quiz buzzfeed.net <laughs> <laughs> which which Lord of the Rings character am I at BuzzFeed.net? And, and you try and answer it as Mick Schumacher. <laughs> so we can get accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so, crash into walls each weekend? <laughs> so two DRS zones in this on this track. Uh, we saw some pretty awesome dramatics. 
last year. Um, a few things that we would consider sort of butterfly effects that affected the entire championship. The one from last year, Azerbaijan being Alonzo defending Lewis. I don't know about you guys, but that was one of the funnest, seriously, one of the funnest moments that I've had watching F1 was yeah. watching Alonzo stonewall Lewis. Yeah, for sure. Because, eh, you know, that Mercedes was just so fast. Yeah. And the Alpine obviously wasn't as fast. And so for Alonzo to get in the way of Lewis and then defend him for so long, you're like, oh, there is some skill on both sides here. And most drivers. But it was it was dangerous driving. Very, it was very pretty dangerous. Isn't that where the line came from? Man, that's some <laughs> dangerous that's driving. Some dangerous driving. Uh, I, I think it was that race. Or, you know. So remind me, how did Lewis end up finishing 15th? Leading up to the restart after Max had had his puncture and crashed on the straightaway in a DR, DRS zone. Like, mind you, that was a pretty intense accident. Yeah. Uh, and he was lucky to be okay and that there wasn't much uh, drama outside of just obvious damage and uh, unfortunate finish. They came back around, they launched on the race, and as they head into turn one, Lewis locked up both tires leading the race and went completely straight. So into the into the runoff. Into the runoff where yeah. if you've seen the footage of Max and Daniel where Daniel rear ends Max and they crash into each other, this yeah. is that same corner. And how did he, and he just never made it back? So yeah, well, and he just, you know, he fought his way back yeah, to 15th. Yeah, he pulled out and started driving and yeah, passed a couple of people. And just to clarify, brake magic is a term that Mercedes uses on a switch that is on the car. It's on the side of the cockpit and it is a up and down switch and under a safety card period, they adjust that switch on. And it is to make the brakes a more aggressive in the front. And what that does to heat up the tire. is heat up the tires and the brakes. See, <sighs> more cool engineering from yeah. Mercedes being innovative. Yeah. yeah. And so he cool. accidentally left the switch on. That's just like Sauron. He's engineering these orcs. <laughs> yeah. Sauron, Sauron's got a big old pit yeah. full of machines that's just yeah. birthing these orcs. Yeah. Mate's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> it's just like Mercedes. Yeah. Just like Mercedes. <laughs> just like Mercedes. So he, he goes to hit the brakes, fronts lock up. He can't even turn. He goes into the runoff, fights back to up. 15th, which he, there's a couple of cars that had retired as well. So I'm not even sure he was able to pass. Because how many laps are left? It was like one like or two. Like three. And I know Sebastian was fighting so hard to catch Sergio, but didn't quite have the car under him mm. to make that pass. But uh, it was a great finish yeah. and something that I feel like we will never forget anytime soon. And again, uh, I don't want uh, anyone listening to take anything from our desire to see Lewis lose as anything more than Lewis had won everything. Yeah. Seeing other people win was such just such a good thing for the sport, for us spectators yeah. and fans. It's really enjoyable yeah. to see more than one person win. Yeah. And it's also, it would be great to see Lewis win now because he hasn't won a race all year. Yeah. And if he wins a race, it'd be super excited for him. Because we talked about the ham bot. Right. Hamilton, Bottas, one, two, and how, what, 56, seven yeah. of those have happened. Ham bot, ver. Yeah. And so to see a completely new podium, yeah. just so refreshing and fun. <laughs> Uh, and interesting that this race, him being out of the points, as we know, he ended up losing the 2021 Drivers' Championship by very little, by a hair's breadth. 
right. how wild that this off moment, one moment, essentially, it could be argued, lost him the championship. Well, and because they're so rare with Lewis. Again, like where we can kind of talk like this and and have these moments, I know that all of us can at least respect Lewis's ice in his veins yeah. as a just a flawless driver on so many occasions. Yeah. To see him make a mistake like that was just like, it was beyond what we expected. When you're looking at Alonzo defending Lewis for a couple laps, that's really exciting in the moment. And it has like long-term effects because Lewis probably couldn't have enough time to make up positions to finish, finish higher in the points. Right. So when it comes to the last race of the season and he's tied with Max, like there's those little moments that are fun yeah. to watch in the moment and they make huge differences later on. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane and really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's there's a number of those throughout the year that were just these small things that added up to Lewis not having a huge lead or a lead at all over Max. It's crazy. I'm like, I, I can think of a handful of them, but as we've kind of been watching this season, we've seen Charles now be denied a few wins that he for sure had in the bag. Yeah, either by the sword of... <laughs> the Ferrari strategy team or by the sort of his own mistake uh, of jumping curbs and things in Imola. And so Charles is in a situation right now where he's going to have to learn the hard way what Max learned last year, which was that you can't let the pressure get to you. And Max had a few mistakes that was leading into those final races that he should have had a bigger lead and didn't. At this point, Max is the points championship leader. Mr. Charlie cannot afford any more mistakes if he's going to stay in the fight. Yeah, it's fun to think that obviously last season was just so thrilling. Like, uh, such so a great. fun ride. And it is it is interesting to think like, yeah, we're watching these moments right now. Yeah. Like, we're watching the moments right now that are going to lead to that. You know, it might be tight for three races. Probably not going to be tight for one race like it was last season. We're probably going to know within a couple of races or a few races, but it's fun yeah. to think like, yeah, these events that are occurring during these races mm-hmm. are going to, these are going to make it. Yeah. These are the things that we're going to be replaying like we are yeah. this race. It's way more exciting when the, I think the points are close for sure. Last season was a blast. Was it the year that Kimi won? He won by like one point? Yeah. Because didn't Formula One kind of used to be more like that where the championship leaders were scoring lesser points? Like Lewis's championship seasons are just so dramatically different from like the second place points winner. Right. And so like that season that Kimi won. Down to the wire. It was Lewis and and Alonzo. So this, the season, so we recently referred to this where Alonzo had the qualifying controversy, which uh, (laughs) we posted on TikTok and Instagram. And we got a firestorm (laughs) of comments and I loved it. It was amazing to see people's passion about it still mm. i mean this was in 2007 Crazy. it was a long time ago people are still po'd that i left out the detail that lewis had antagonized it <laughs> <laughs> by blocking fernando on the previous oh, that's lap. a good detail to include yeah but uh, i mean in the context of our we conversation pits, yeah, yeah it was a qualifying thing so but uh but anyways that season is a perfect example of of what was and then what the previous era was as well. Before the turbo hybrid era began, you're right. It These championships came down to the wire. Wow. Kimi won the championship by a small margin. Sebastian Vettel's, all of his championships were by small margin. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
And so, and then Turbo Hybrid began and it was the the only small margins that existed were between teammates, wow. which was Lewis and Nico Rosberg mm. or Lewis and, Val- and Valtteri. So where we're at right now is looking like we're having a promising fight. More like before. More like before. Yeah. And hopefully that means that the pendulum doesn't swing too hard. Now, the, the, the cool thing with 2022's regulations as well is that it's interesting. Upgrades can be downgrades. Mm. So the pendulum could swing in directions, but I don't think it's going to mean that they're going to be taken out, but they could be put at a slight disadvantage. What, what, mm. what do you mean by taken out? So like, uh, in so the like sense, if, if someone tries a new upgrade package and, and it's it doesn't bad, work, yeah, oh yeah, then they're dropping because they're not winning, yeah, right. Okay, gotcha. And so they'd have to take a step back, figure out what that is, and come back with a better mm. one. But I think there's a lot of data. There's a lot of things to hopefully push teams away from making those mistakes. Yeah, but they happen. It's not a completely far fetched idea that Ferrari or Red Bull, either of those teams make a decision that ultimately puts them in a position where reliability becomes a concern again, or there's just too much drag yeah. and the car's slow. So that bad double pit stop at Monaco for Chucky could be a determining the race. It yeah. could, it could crazy. be the season. It's crazy. It's fun. Um, yeah, anxious to watch this race and watch for more of these little moments. Can't. <laughs> that wasn't a joke either, but after I said it, I'm like... These little, little moments. moments. They make up the time. The season is what we make of it. So live in the moment. Just live in the moment. F1. Best friends driving with each other. They never get into fights. Let's just Mike not, on trumpet, everybody. Let's just not talk about <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, oh, shoot. I wanted to ask. Baku last season, we saw one of these sort of needle that broke the camel's back sort of situations where Lewis forgets to flip off a, f- a switch right. that potentially lost him the entire championship. What are some of the other examples of these sort of butterfly effect moments, which are these tiny little things that end up having huge consequences in the championship? Well, since we talked about it just so recently, I feel like immediately fresh to mind is the Alonzo and Lewis Hamilton at McLaren story. The reason it's so interesting is because Kimi ended up champion with Ferrari. And again, as we always like, it always makes me chuckle. The last Ferrari champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, wow. it, you know, quite some time ago, it's 2007, where the fight in with Lewis and Fernando was just anything to gain an advantage and these guys are fighting tooth and nail where lewis is blocking alonzo on the previous qualifying lap alonzo decides to take a longer pit stop and chill in this in the box and block lewis from being able to set his next lap then the fia decide because of alonzo's actions he's going to be penalized so he got pull but they gave him a three place grid penalty drop he started fourth or fifth (laughs) And then ended up finishing fourth in the race. But the politics, the game playing between the two guys cost both of them the championship. And Kimi walked away world champion. Funny. A guy who wasn't competing with his Mm. teammate nearly as aggressively ended up just winning the championship because he wasn't in a heated battle. I mean, we talked about last week how Sergio is just kind of creeping up. He's... 
close to like a leader in the championship. Right. He's creeping up. Like we could have a similar thing with two Red Bulls and another Ferrari with the Red Bulls maybe competing with each other if Sergio doesn't want to play by the rules with his team and Charles and we've seen him do that in the the past and I think you're nailing what the drama may be this year Mm. is what all these little moments are culminating Mm. into and it seems to be materializing into a last few races where maybe the the needle that breaks the camel's back breaks Max's back (laughs) and we see and we see Sergio surge to the front if Leclerc keeps having problems, he's not going to be—he's not yeah. going to be leading the championship. And maybe that's what we're watching yeah. materialize here as a Sergio win. Well, th- one thing that is like really cool about the whole sport in general, and it just—it seems that this is a sport where every performance needs to be one hundred percent. There's no room for error. Like basketball, you yeah. can miss shots, and football, you can like throw interceptions, still win games. This one, it's like down to every single lap has to be 100% perfect or else you lose your spot on the grid. You lose points. Your team messes up a pit stop. You lose points. And it all comes down to the wire at the end. It's just fascinating that this is like one of the only sports where absolute perfection is required. Yeah, it's not expected. It's required. And where you're talking about this being a potential fight, you know, Carlos isn't totally out of it either. <laughs> no, cer- certainly not. That's a pretty tight bunch up at the top there. Yeah, and I think that there's room for him to recover and even join this fight. But I think to the point about being, you know, Sergio and Max's fight with Charles, and what's interesting here is that if the tension in Red Bull gets to the point where it is aggressive and the two teams within the team are trying to take each other out, it could end up in Ferrari's lap again. Oh, right. <laughs> and so this is one of those scenarios where does the ego come out from either driver? And my rebuttal to that is I just don't see that in Sergio. I just don't think Sergio's has it. I think that there will be a moment. Max is remembering what I says, remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I don't remember. There will be a moment when they're like, let him pass, and he says no. Right. But I don't see a I don't see a violent fight between these two. I don't see I don't see a fight where they're hitting mm. each other. I don't see them yeah. being violent. I don't see them taking each other out. And that's what loses the championships is when the teammates are taking themselves out. So I see Sergio getting his. I don't see a Nico Lewis fight happening. Here's what's interesting about that. Now I agree with you that I think that Sergio has a he does have to walk a little bit on eggshells here. He's definitely in a position where he knows Max's team leader. But, and this is a big but, Sergio and Ocon did not get along. Yeah. And Sergio did not play nice with Ocon. Let's remind us of the beef here. This is in Drive to Survive Season 1. And Ocon, for for him, it was buff. It was was debuff. Debuff. Gosh dang it, you're right. (laughs) So they had both. And for Sergio, it was what? It was. Carnitas or Carne. Carne and both. Sergio had massive asada. He had the carne asada. (laughs) Muchas grande. Ocon had that buff. So the buff and carne asada (laughs) is this between the two of them. But Sergio had contributed so much to Racing Point Force India. At that the point. pink color. He chose the pink color. <laughs> All but that. Okay, okay. <laughs> but he had done a lot for the team. And 
I don't feel that he necessarily appreciated a lot of what Ocon was doing. The interesting thing is, is through Drive to Survive, the narrative feels very much spun the other way. Mm. That Ocon was being mistreated from Perez, but I think it was kind of the other way around. Mm. Perez is... He carried that team while Vijay, who was the founder oh, that, and owner that, yeah. of Force India, was taken away. So Sergio was the one who found financing and everything to make sure that the team stayed in business. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Until I did not they know were that. acquired well, by Lawrence. You hear that whole narrative from season one. Right. And you're like, and I, I walked away not liking Sergio for yeah. sure. And you're like, what a punk. But yeah. then the years since, I mean, I could be totally wrong and oh. misinformed, but he seems like almost the biggest sweetheart on the grid he's either that or he's another otmar you know friggin maybe yeah maybe, maybe crack we don't know maybe <laughs> he has a slanket we don't know the thing about that whole story panning out the way that it did is that ocon and perez were clearly not friends yeah and perez got kind of gnarly with how big those elbows started swinging to ocon and sure. azerbaijan is actually a racetrack that i visually can remember when he punted Ocon into a wall. But did he deserve it? On purpose. (laughs) Here's the question. Did he deserve it? Maybe. Will Max deserve it? Maybe. (laughs) Because we've seen the way Max races when he has to. That would be a fun race to watch. If it becomes an inner team battle, Helmet Marco is obviously going to flip his lid and want to kill both of them. But at this point, they're 15 points apart. It's set up for that. We are so helmet will hate it, but we will love it. Yeah. We will love it, and Christian will always have the right thing to say to the media. Oh, they were on different strategies. They were just on different strategies. We didn't take the win away from Sergio. It was just just different strategies. Christian, aka Elron, <laughs> is he Elron? Christian, Sauron, yeah. Elron. Why? Know. Because he so many he, he brought the fellowship together, yeah. even though they were fighting. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe Elron is Bernie Eccleston. Because he brought everyone together or, or because he's a thousand years old? Both. <laughs> um, another, like, this is another, like, very far out scenario, but I could see maybe happening, not likely, but George Russell's been very consistent. Yeah. There has been championship winners that haven't even won a race, right? Well, yeah, I think so. I, usually it's, like, con- at least one. But if he stays consistent in the top five. Have to research. I mean, that's a lot of points each race if those other guys at the top start crashing or start DNFing and losing points and George Russell stays consistent. I mean, that could put him closer to the top. George is by far right now the best of the rest, right? As they say, the first car that is not a Ferrari or a Red Bull. Best of the rest, I've heard that. Isn't that like third place, fourth place? It depends. So with Ferrari struggling in the past couple years, best of the rest ended up being third. Where that's normally been a fourth place designation, Ferrari fell to sixth, so McLaren ended up third, right? So third ended up being the best. Now, Mercedes right now, fairly inconsistent. Third might be a shoe in but we don't know. What I was going to say is that George Russell being consistently fifth means that he's within a shot of a win, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Wow. I think that that's a total possibility for this year. So George Russell's got a shot if everybody keeps DNFing themselves over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that a shirt? Yeah. yeah. Switching gears, we have a, another question. This one coming from Kevin. Kevin. Double submissions all another, across the board. Another foreign Haas fan. Yeah. yeah. 
for yeah, he's gonna he's <laughs> not, <laughs> i think he's 100 percent haas fan but now he's not he's a i think he likes those stroll boys Oh, yeah. In his question, he says, hashtag stroll boys. Yeah. He's really trying to push that. Why are we letting him ask questions on this podcast? Yeah, he's infiltrating through questions. He's trying to make it a thing. And to be honest, it's becoming a thing with me. (laughs) It's working on you. You're going to leave the podcast and make a stroll boys podcast. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to. Hashtag stroll boys smoke crack. I'm locking my basement extra tight now. Stroll boys smoke crack and it's cool. The question is, with so many teams having contracts coming to a close, or at least they're at risk, do you guys expect Ricardo to stay at McLaren, Hamilton to stay at Mercedes, and Vettel to stay at Aston Martin? These are, this good is a question. very good question. We have some older, great drivers all in seats that, I don't know, that's could a great easily question, be vacated, right? I think Mike was talking earlier about uh, the speculation around Daniel Ricardo and Zach Brown and his contract and his seat. What are our hot takes on that situation? Well, I, I like Mike's take and I want to get him to yeah. to talk about it because it's refreshing and it's probably different than what's been spinning around subreddits and things. So one thing that I think is kind of funny about this situation with Daniel and Zach is that it pinks, Natalie Pinkham, she's one of the pundits for Sky Sports. She occasionally does like FP1 commentating and then she does a lot of interviews. She's also on the F1 Nation podcast with Tom Clarkson. Uh, so anyways, she's, she's been around the sport a long time and she does have great insights, but she was saying that even as they brought it up, she was like, I'm just not buying it with the Daniel Ricardo, Zach Brown thing. Same. And part of her, part of her belief there is that she's like, Zach Brown is so commercial savvy. Mm, like the guy yeah. knows that market more than they anybody. They have like the most sponsors. Right. Beyond anyone and Daniel Ricardo is the most popular driver in the sport right now. That's got to be worth something more than just almost more than anything else that he can bring. So people are buying McLaren merch and they're watching and they're trying to support Ricardo. And this growing American market loves him. And she's just like, I'm not buying it. So my theory is, is that it's one of one of a couple of things. One, either Zach is trying to motivate Daniel through being a punk because maybe that's something that works for Daniel. And we just don't know that as outsiders. Two, is Netflix taking it to the next level and they're trying to now throw our scent off of them scripting things <laughs> by making it so there's rumors mm. of things happening in the paddock that are going to take place in our Netflix se- season. So they're, so they're made up episodes seem more legit. Right. <laughs> okay. It's it, I love it's, this conspiracy it's theory. It's a pretty solid theory. Oh, no, it's, yeah. It's totally wacko, but also bachelor the level reality is TV. totally wacko with Netflix. Right. And also it's hard to believe where Zach Brown has a tattoo of the of Monza on his arm now. That he got with Daniel. And he didn't even have that bet. That was Cyril's bet with yeah. Daniel. <laughs> yeah. And that and that's and again, I agree with you. I agree with you with hundred percent. It just doesn't smell authentic and i could be totally wrong because Mm. it could be that all these team principles are way more cutthroat than i'm imagining which we know they can be there's a few different uh, we talked about it last episode but there's a few different factors one it's a new car he's new to this team and they have a little bromance and ricardo is worth his weight in gold for publicity which makes me think like either they're trying to motivate him 
or they're making some drama to sell merch. How much merch are you going to sell if it's Ricardo's last year? Yeah. Or if you think it's going to be Ricardo's last year at McLaren? Yeah. Well, and as a small, small jaunt in this topic of conversation, from what I understand, the if you've heard the comment from Zach Brown, which is that there are mechanisms in Daniel's contract to like early terminate. Yeah, that's a popular quote that's going around Reddit and things. Yeah. So to clarify there, from what I ha- understand, those mechanisms only exist for Daniel. So Daniel he can, exercise can opt to leave the team. That makes sense. But McLaren does not have that same option. They can do their best to make him not want to stay, like leaving a a load of poop in his car. Yeah. Like everyone takes takes a dump in his seat before the race. Yeah. Or leave a flaming bag on his doorstep. More interviews with James Corden. Just <laughs> <laughs> That'll make anyone quit. Or even worse, somebody take a proper clean poo in his bathroom on his plane. I, <laughs> I, I, we need to. We've we've hinted at this. We uh, have to cross this bridge do, now. Do oh, we no, need to now, no, no. or can we just? You can look into the theories we, later. Yeah, yeah. On your own, <laughs> just Google it. Yeah, that'll be uh, threaded through our conspiracy yeah. episode, which is coming up. Our yearly conspiracy episode. Can you imagine how mad Daniel would be if someone used his toilet, uh, or like went over to his house? And use the toilet. Yeah, or like or misplaced his scooter. The, there, we've been talking about <laughs> toilets a lot on the podcast. Totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what about Hamilton at Mercedes and Vettel at Aston Martin? Uh, Hamilton's contract at Mercedes is currently signed, so he is still good okay. for next year. The open seats are, though, at the moment, Alonso is not signed. Hmm. Uh, neither Alpha Tauri driver, which we've already talked about, mm. Pierre. Um, Yuki at risk. I'm going to say with Perez signing the deal, Yuki's for sure at risk for some Definitely. of his performances last year. This year he's done a little bit better, but I think that, that he's yet to overcome it. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin, neither Lance nor Seb has signed. Do you think Lawrence would say no to Lance? I mean, I think right now it's... You look, daddy bought a Formula One team. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason he bought the team is so that way baby boy could be driver mm-hmm. on that Formula One team. I think it's a little too premature to assume that he would be like, Lance, you're not delivering, you're out. I can see him and his love for racing <laughs> doing it <laughs> over superseding or whatever his love for Lance. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's also credit to kevin kevin is a big lawrence stroll fan okay like i think he wants to see aston martin succeed he wants to see him be successful and i can see him at some point releasing lawrence in favor of someone who can give him that win he's kind of a cool shrewd business guy at the end of the day the way that i i kind of pictured at least is that he was investing in williams for lance he bought another team to make sure that lance went to a better car and a better Mm. team and now i just kind of see that continuing now we'll see what happens with aston martin i feel like they're kind of the big if in this equation Mm. and a lot of opportunity exists around that team Mm. for drivers williams has no drivers signed right now so that includes albon so Mm. you have latifi and albon who have not signed and then lastly mick does not have a contract beyond this season but that's a shoo-in We'll see. I mean, at this point, again, Gunter's warning. Mix crashed quite a few cars. The budget cap is coming into effect with how much those 
that's two accidents that have both cost over a million dollars to replace. I don't immediately think that Mick's in trouble by any means at this point. I think that his seat, that there's opportunities elsewhere mm-hmm. for yeah. him. Um, oh, and Joe Guan Yu also has not signed. Sorry, I apologize. I missed mm-hmm. that one. So the last part of that question was, could you also see Lance making room for another driver so the team can succeed and move over to more business side of things? And our qu- answer is, yeah. Yeah. Not me. And no. not, so we got two what, two yeses and now he finishes with hashtag strollboys. The takeover begins, and uh, he's got he's got one strollboy right here. Okay, you're, you're dead to us now. Yeah, this is uh this is hard to be sitting next well, to now. We should you, just we should sense we should bleep out that hashtag. Did yeah. you see that McLaren promo where he drives the cool James Bond McLaren? You mean Aston Martin? Did you see that cool <laughs> Aston Martin? <laughs> You're the fakest stroll boy. <laughs> the no, fakest I, stroll I boy. think he's out for points. <laughs> uh, um, thanks for the question. <laughs> Parker, I don't know if you know this, but we Max and I do know how to edit. And we could take things out of these Please. episodes without you even knowing. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. So, um, so, like, for Lewis, Sebastian, and Daniel, yeah, there is some, like potential volatility there and if lewis i don't know if he's signed for a contract or it's you know it's set in but like it's fun to think about like what would happen if lewis or vettel quit they could also just retire they've had their kind of like stint in the sport and they're getting approaching their 40s vettel would yeah i don't think lewis would but i think vettel would for sure yeah and if daniel left mclaren i mean there's seats i guess in aston alfatari maybe alfa romeo or williams that daniel could potentially shift to well, and if Carlos Sainz does continue to struggle at Ferrari and Daniel finds his footing at an Ooh. Alfa Romeo, mm. there's a p- possibility that there's a Ferrari seat for Daniel. Ooh. So um. there's there are good moves in the works and opportunities on the horizon. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Thanks so much for the question, Kevin. Kevy boy. As always, we did uh, we did have another question from Sam, but uh, just didn't make the cut. Not this week, <laughs> Sam. Not this week. Thanks so much for sending in questions <laughs> and keep sending them in. We love getting questions from you guys because they make us think, okay? I love it. They get us thinking and they shake things up in the Haas Boys basement and we love it. Shakes things up, then we get different podiums at the end of these episodes. That's right. That's the Haas Boys for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you are actually tuning in, I don't know how you're doing that because we're not on the radio, but we do appreciate you tuning in metaphorically. Selecting our podcast. On Spotify. You downloaded the app. You paid the fee. You're listening to us. That money going into our pockets. Mm. It's helping us buy equipment. (laughs) It's helping us go on Haas Boys vacations. I don't know if you guys saw, but we did a big Haas Boys out on (laughs) your dollar to Bali. Do you know what I'm kind of proud of? And all of our dumb Lord of the Rings quotes we've had in our episodes, we've never made the stupid pun about Gandalf saying you cannot pass. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, have we not? I don't think so. Oh, well, I did. I think we did once, but it wasn't. Something is, is coming to mind that we may have. Race your fools is Race what you said. You fools. Which is way better than we didn't say- going for the easy you shall not pass. Okay, so it's Alonzo. So Alonzo's Gandalf then. No, no, we can't go for that low hanging fruit now. Oh. We know Gunter is Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, no, Gandalf! The mentors are coming. I have one last question. <laughs> what driver is the one in the bed? That's that awkward scene when everyone comes in and it's like a slow oh, motion. Lance. Sm- That's Lance. <laughs> God bless him, but that's him. 
Nobody else could do that with Lance, a straight face. Lance isn't a character in Lord of the Rings. He is that scene. He's just that entire scene. <laughs> We already know that Gunter is Gandalf.